Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. It's Cormac Moore here on Sunday Night Live on FM 104. Um, if you have not been listening to the show, I have a pair of novelty binocular flasks to give away. All you need to do if you want to win them is send in the worst date you've ever been on to 53104 for 20 cent or uh, you can WhatsApp me 0876797104 as well. This person has chosen to re- remain anonymous so I will read it out to you. Uh, this, is, this is a bit of a weird one. Um, text in your name please person if, uh, if you can so I can you know, put a name to this story. Let me read out what she's after texting into the show and let me know what you make of this. Uh, I'm literally rolling around the place laughing at the last poor devil on the line there. That was the guy, Sean, about 20 minutes ago who didn't really want to go back and have sex with the date, first date he was on and his date went mad at him because he didn't want to go back and have sex with her. Right, so this is what she says. I shaved every inch of myself recently for a blind date that turned out to be a dog? What? Then I threw myself literally at his pal, lunging, screaming at him, are you available? And he ran away from me, afraid. I'm not going on the air live. Sorry, that's understandable. You got a, a dud date and wanted to go after his friend. Fair enough. If you have anything similar, any disastrous date stories, uh, we'll, we'll have to push now. Yeah, before half 11, I'll be picking a winner. Could be you. 53104 for 20 cents, 6797 FM104. Um, moving on now, what's the longest distance you have ever walked in your entire life? And uh, can you remember how bad your feet were? You know, if you're ever on holidays, I always find if you go away on holidays, you wind up walking for hours and hours and hours and hours and you can be more exhausted coming home uh, from a holiday than, than, than when you left. But would you ever walk 500 miles from one place to the next? No public transport, no flights, no trains, no nothing on your feet out in the open. And would you challenge yourself to actually do that as well if you were forced to sleep out in the open, to sleep rough as well. If you've listened to the show for the last couple of weeks, we've been checking in with Irishman Frank Cronin because what he is doing is something I don't think a lot of people would do. I wouldn't do it. I don't know if you do it. But um, he is challenging himself to walk 500 miles from San Fran to LA. He's going to be doing gigs on the way, comedy gigs along the way at different venues. He's trying to get as many people behind him to support him. He's documenting the entire journey as well. And when we talk to him first... He had a bit of an injury with his eye, nearly lost his eye. Thankfully, that's okay. I've been following him online. He's been sleeping on beaches. He's been sleeping in, in trees, in woods. And uh, he, thankfully, is still alive. Frank Cronin, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm good, man. What an intro. I mean, I mean, I still try and give you the, the recognition that you deserve because you're doing, as I said, something uh, amazing. If people, if, if you don't know, he's actually doing it to raise money for uh, the homeless charities that are over in, um, uh, yeah, over there home, as well. And homeless we'll, Healthcare Los Angeles. Yeah. Home, homeless Healthcare. And we'll chat a little bit about that later. But again, you're sleeping out in the open and rough. And I haven't chatted you now since before Christmas. So how are you getting on? <laughs> yeah, it's been good, man. Uh, Christmas, I actually, I had to lay... Uh, well, I basically have a problem with my shin, which is still ongoing, pretty painful. I think it's the onset of shin splits. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, I had to weather, like, five days uh, in one place, so I, I lost about 100 miles. Uh, so now, instead of being finished in three and a half weeks, it looks like it's going to take me six or, or eight weeks. Oh, no. I can't move. Yeah, so it's really uh, turning into quite a debacle. But uh, as a result, 
um, I'm getting to do, uh, you know, raise quite a lot of money. We just hit 10,000 yesterday. 10, oh, congratulations, dollars. man. Fair play. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And we got 5,000 of that came from Jeff Garland, the guy from uh, the Goldbergs and Curb Your Enthusiasm, he, who I just happened to meet in a comedy club for two minutes, and he came across the videos and supported. So that's pretty insane. Um, I got off the phone this morning with somebody who's been in contact with Martin Sheen, who may be uh, getting involved at a later date, and then wow. all sorts of other celebrities and stuff like that. I believe Judd Apatow has just been made aware of the project, and... He's actually related and linked to the charity itself, Homeless Healthcare. Oh, amazing. I think, I, think, I think we're about to reach a new level uh, of connection with people. And uh, the response has been overwhelmingly positive because I think a lot more people than we know are closer to, the, uh, to, closer to struggling with homelessness than we'd like to think or they've been affected by it. So. It's got its. Uh, there's a lot of resonance right now. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's mad because it seems to be in every single country uh, across the world. Because obviously here in Dublin, um, there's a huge problem with it as well. It just seems to be getting worse uh, over there as well. Yeah. In the UK, I was up in Belfast a couple of weeks ago doing a gig. They had uh, the same thing. People, uh, you know, more and more people you're starting to notice are out on the streets. But do you mind if I ask you, right? You initially, yeah. when we initially spoke, your initial plan was you were going to. Uh, walk the guts of 20 to 25 miles a day in and around a marathon a day was the challenge you were setting yourself to walk and now you've been hit with a couple of setbacks it was going to take you three to four weeks where's your head at yeah. now that you know it's going to take nearly double that well I've, give, I've given up trying to control anything so I'm now I'm going with the flow um, I've had so many weird coincidences that it's almost, it almost feels like the universe is just telling me to stop trying to control things Right. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> and go with the flow. So I had the first, I had the eye injury. I nearly lost my eye. And all this is documented on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter, by the way, if anyone wants to follow the journey. I'm trying yeah. to make it entertaining so that people will pay attention. And then if they pay attention long enough, I'll be able to extract a little donation out of everybody for the charity. <laughs> so nearly lost the eye. Then I had the, uh, the shin splints. Then I had two interesting, I guess just for your listeners there, I had an interesting run-in on a golf course. They thought, oh, I'll sleep on a golf course. Yeah, that seems pretty nobody's safe. Gonna bother me. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to bother me on a golf course. But guess what? Everybody who likes to do nefarious things knows that a golf course in the middle of the night is a perfect place to be. And I, I found that out the, the odd way. So I'm settling down for the night. Uh, it's quiet. And I like to do, I'm ex-military, so I like to do a little thing called a listening patrol, which is basically sitting down, lights off, no phone on, listen for 20 minutes just before you go completely prone and vulnerable and go to sleep, right? Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just about to go to sleep and then all of a sudden I hear a little whistle. And, and, and then a guy sparks with a cigarette in the distance and then I see another silhouette under the moonlight about 50 feet away and then to my left, another guy 50 feet away. I had walked into a, a sex party on a golf course. No, you didn't. Yeah, no joke, dude. <laughs> and luckily, <laughs> they were trying to make me the 19th hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, real deal, man. Wow. I never... You know what? I'm down for... Anyone can do whatever they want. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. It's a, It was a love fest, really. It's a beautiful thing. But, dude, when you think you're about to go to sleep, and then you realize you're surrounded by people <laughs> whose who's intent you're not sure of... Yeah. Well, that, it was the most terrifying... So I ended up sleeping... In, Basically, uh, in the municipal airport, like in their car park, uh, about a mile away. Did you see but how I many people? Was, how many people was there? I could only see three. We're talking 
it was pretty much a full moon, right? So, hey. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, hey, no, I don't think that was a great one. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty much a full moon, and I could see three people. But it was interesting because one of them, one of them had sparked up a cigarette, which I guess is a signal for, hey, it's cool. But he took an inordinately long time to light the cigarette, you know, so I guess he don't see his position. And yeah. it's some sort of signal for people if you want to engage or not. <laughs> but I, I didn't have a lighter, and I didn't know, like, the sign for I don't smoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was just like, whatever. Um, but anyway, that was that. Uh, another night, um, dude, sometimes you're just out here, you know, you just want to find a really comfy spot. But yeah. when, you're, when it's rural, man, because the farming is so crazy over here, you go miles and miles and miles without a single tree. Right. So I saw this beautiful artichoke field, just like... Um, Beautiful soft leaves on the ground. I thought, oh, I'll destroy six artichokes tonight. Who's going to care? You know, it's all for good cause. Homeless healthcare, Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm lying down, and then I just get this sense. You know what, Frank? Don't sleep here. I don't know where I got the just a moment's intuition. Don't sleep here. So I move up onto the side of a railway track. But you just, it's it's much harder, and mm. my air mat was like is gone. It was, but it was really uncomfortable. So I move up, and the next morning, about five in the morning, man. It was like close encounters of the third kind. This huge, multi-million dollar, giant lawnmower machine is just harvesting exactly where I was sleeping. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was incredible, dude. Now, wow. I don't know if I would, have, I would have been woken up and moved, but for a split second when I woke up, I thought I was going to die. Some of those, some of those are even, are even uh, the big ones are automated, so there, wouldn't have, there mightn't have even been a driver in them. You know what I mean? Because they're so big and stuff over there that's like, here, they do their own thing. Yeah, well, that was, I was just thinking, how, yeah, he, he, there was definitely a dude in it. Okay, cool. And uh, he waved to me from the side of the tracks, but um, I was just thinking how sad that would be. There, here's a guy who's, you know, in theory, I'm, 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 a little, I'm trying to represent people who are struggling, and then there's a guy in a combine harvester at five in the morning just trying to do good, some nice farming, you know? Yeah, yeah. Probably an, Im- an immigrant like me, <laughs> and then he... He's responsible for my murder. It's just a hell of a way to wake up, you know? <laughs> yeah, just here's something rattling in the combine harvester going, oh, it must have been a twig or something. And, oh, hang on, it's yeah. Frank. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, in general, I'm meeting beautiful people. Yeah. You know, uh, something about slowing down your pace of life to walking speed and, and just uh, sharing smiles with people and getting away from all the the the, the belongings that we have, you know, like everything you own on your back. I'm just very free right now mentally. Uh, but if I had an addiction or I didn't have my mental health and I was homeless, it would be a completely different story, you know? Yeah, well, over the last couple of weeks, because uh, I know you're obviously, you're an incredibly enthusiastic, positive person who will look <laughs> on um, the, the best side of, of anything and everything. And I, and I don't want to try and bring you down, but has there been any kind of low points or what's been the toughest challenge mentally for you the last since the last time we spoke, the last couple of weeks, like? Oh, yeah, I've, I've been processing the thought here. I wasn't sure whether... To share it, but I will share uh, in the interest of, you know, yeah, reality. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday when I'm walking into this town called King City, you guys can Google it, whoever's listening. Beautiful little town. Um, murder rate's pretty low. <laughs> um, I Google that before I enter any town, by the way. Oh, really? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, because it, dude, when you're exposed, you just the fear of being bludgeoned to death in a populated area is real. It's not like camping, you know? Yeah. When you're in a city, there's uh, a lot of unknown factors, and, you know, people who are struggling yeah, mentally. True. So, anyway, I'm walking in under this. I, I had just met the cops on the highway, which you're allowed to walk on, and they told me, don't you dare walk on the freeway in a nice way. 
Right. So I said, okay, don't worry, I won't. So I'm going underneath. I'm walking underneath this raised freeway. It's completely dark. Freeway's 50 feet overhead. The trucks are whizzing by overhead. I'm completely feeling completely alone in the darkness underneath this freeway at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking, God, I, I hope I'm the only one down here. And then just like out of a horror movie, I my torch, I put my torch on just like for a split second just to make sure my feet are going in the right place. And I put my torch on a man who's sleeping out homeless and he's only half covered with a sleeping bag. This is in a dried riverbed, man, and the rain is coming the next day, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's brutal. And he had, here's the, the, he had a radio beside him that was playing static. I guess he just wanted some sort of company, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a tiny little battery-powered radio. So anyway, I, I, I was so tired from the, it was like 22 miles that day, I have a sore leg. You know, I'm weary. It's not easy to sleep out every night moving from place to place. So I just, you know, I, uh, well, he was, he seemed to be out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, very much alone. So I just, I just called the uh, the authorities to go and check on him and explain he's not doing anything wrong. He just needs somebody to check on him. Because I was, I was alone underneath the freeway in a, in a foreign city. I, I, like, I don't, I don't know who else is around. Yeah. You know, but but this guy is living in that state all the time, you know? Mm. And it's just, it, I can't, you know, I can't get it out of my head when I try to relax. I just think about it. Dude, that guy is like, he's like that all the time, you know? Yeah. Brutal. These um, people need help. They need compassion. I mean, I, I've been trying, I've thinking about it a little bit. Anytime I talk to you, I, I do try and think about it because, you know, the, the only thing I try and compare it to is sometimes, let's say you're you're out I don't know whether you're out working or whatever, sometimes you do 18, 20, 24 hour days or whatever, right? And you're out on your feet yeah. constantly and there's, you know, whatever, I remember working at gigs in town or whatever back in the day and you'd be doing a 20 hour day and you're just out, you can't go home and you're just, uh, just one of those days and it's grand, your feet are killing you, you're walking around, you're exhausted, but but you have a bed to go home to at the end of the day and I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, marry that with the idea of imagine that on top of one, having no idea where you're going to sleep and, and faced with that challenge every single night to go, okay, where do I sleep tonight? And then everything you've been talking about, that I don't, don't yeah, even realise, yeah, there's that fear of, of, of literal survival and fear of death and fear of in a big city like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, and then I'll top you on that. Imagine then you're homeless. I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled, dude. I got food, I got, I got access to money, I got a support system. I yeah. have an end in sight. I have no drug addiction. I have my mental health. I, I literally know my life is getting better. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys, these, there are people out here who are in so much pain that it's, it's, we don't even want to look at it anymore, dude. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, here, here's what I figured out, Coleman, because you're, you're, you're smart, you're, you're in showbiz. You know, you know that you can't deal with subjects that are this serious unless you suffer a little bit otherwise people won't let you talk about it like this this is this this subject matter is so sensitive for so many people that that you like you got to do it with such tactics like trying to well you got to have a bit of skin in the game nearly don't you you kind of have to exactly dude because yeah because there's nothing there's nothing i'm a comedian and there's nothing funny about people who are sleeping at home you know? Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. just trying to make it interesting enough so that people watch and pay attention and donate, and then 
treat it with enough reverence that people understand that this is real and they don't have to solve the problem themselves. Yeah. They can literally they can literally just allow somebody like I did the other night, call the authorities to let somebody know that somebody needs to be checked in on or just give them uh, a warm hoodie or like even a few minutes conversation, you know, whatever's comfortable, but do something, don't do nothing. That's my point. Um, speaking <laughs> about, no, no it's, it's a very good point. I think it's just something... Some, some small as well. Yeah. The charity you're working for, what are their, their details online anyway that people need to know about? H-H-C-L-A. H-H-C-L-A. So it's homelesshealthcarelosangeles.org and uh, they make it super easy to make a donation. And uh, yeah, we've raised 10000 I, I and The goal, guys, as well, is to get on to, you know, walk on to Ellen by the time I get to LA. And then I have a feeling Ellen's one of these people who writes a sweet check to double what you've got, you know? Oh, so she'd, she'd add a couple of zeros to what you got, man. I think I don't even think she'd double it. She'd add a few knots at the end of it. Beautiful, right? Wouldn't that be amazing? So if anyone wants to tweet Ellen for me, that would be do the this whole project the power of good. I will drop Ellen yeah. a tweet now after the after the show <laughs> or in the next ad break from FM 104's Twitter account. Hopefully that'll bring yeah. a little bit of weight with it. And if you're listening and you might have a contact to Ellen, any way, shape or form, um, text us right now, 53104 for 20 cent and pass it on. Um, you're still then good to uh, check in with us next week as well, next Sunday. Yeah, it'll be an honour, man. It's, it's great, man. You're, you're helping a lot. Ah, no worries. Come here. I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting here in a nice aircon studio. I, I have nothing to complain about or, or to, oh, be, yeah. to be grateful for at all. <laughs> well, here, here, that's another thing. You know, look, we all have a good. That's a beautiful thing. We don't have to feel bad. There doesn't have to be any guilt associated with somebody else's suffering. All, all that... All that we, can, all that I really want to do is just, you know, for people to remember when they were a kid and they were walking down the street and they saw somebody suffering, how they felt, and know that all you're doing is masking that feeling now that you're an adult because it's too terrible to look at. So I just want to pull the bandage off a little so that people are aware of it again, and then they do something small in that direction. No one has to take on this whole weight and no one has to feel bad. It's actually, it's actually about feeling good, about doing good. That, that's something that's been taken away from us. People call people do-gooders or, you know, yeah. they're chasing likes on Instagram. But we can actually <laughs> go out and just, like, help our neighbor with our groceries, put a warm jacket in, in the back of the car for a homeless person. It's just simple shit. Oh, excuse me. That doesn't... <laughs> that we don't have oh, to worry fine. about. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, perfect. Well, well Frank, um, I said I'm going to tweet out the... I'll tweet Ellen. Anyway, straight away. I'll tweet out the link to the charity right. you're working for. And I'll give you a call next Friday... And you can update us on how you're doing. Sweet. Dude. Sorry, Thank Sunday, you. not and, Friday. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, what is it, Friday night? Yeah, I'm getting confused already. Hang on a sec. No, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right. Yeah, anyway, I'm good out here. Uh, and uh, thanks for making time, dude. Perfect. Thank you very much, Frank. We'll chat again soon. Bye. Take it easy. Again, if you want to follow Frank, it's ridiculous. He's videoing everything as well. It's well, well, well worth checking out. And it's not, you know, it's it's, it's not a boring, sappy story. He's making it interesting. He's making it intriguing. He's meeting the most random people in the world uh, while he's doing it. Uh, Francis Cronin or Frank Cronin, just Google it or throw that into Twitter uh, or Instagram or Facebook or look up Rough Set and you'll be able to follow him along. He was only meant to be doing, he was, he was pretty much meant to be done now, I think he started on the 15th of December. He was meant to be done like this week or next week and it's going to take him a hell of a lot longer. You just imagine how he's feeling and how you'd feel in that situation as well. Sleeping rough every single night as well on top of walking the equivalent of, of what was a marathon a day. He said he had to kind of cut back because his shins are in bits. My God. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.